Hi, everyone. Welcome to Kids in Faith, the podcast of Liberty Church of the Riverwards. I'm John Alexander. I'm Melissa Wood. And I'm Stephen Wood. And we are here to encourage you, to instruct you, and to fill you with shame, bold loads of shame, day after day, more of the same. No, seriously, though, we are not here to shame you. That's actually something we're trying to fight against. But um, in addition to being encouraged with you, getting instructed with you, we do want to push a certain level of conviction. And we talked about this in our first episode. Um, if God's really called us to help in the rearing of young people, like like in uh, seeing kids grow up uh, as faithful worshipers, citizens, adults, we, we need to push each other a little bit. It is difficult to talk about in, uh, really anything related to conviction or pushing or uh, any kind of like, hey, let's go ahead and do it. Let's do this hard thing uh, without dipping into shame, you know? Um, but the Bible talks about it a lot, <laughs> um, running the good race, um, loving with heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, there's no getting rid of effort. And so as we are working through topic by topic, these really relevant uh, subjects related to kids and faith, um, know that we're aware of that slide into shame. Um, parents are full of shame. And we need to say, uh, if you're in this kid's life, you can do it uh, as a parent, even though you can't be the whole church for them. And uh, guard against that shame, but also say, we've got work to do. There's hard work to do and hard topics to talk about, and we won't ignore them. We can't ignore them. There's too much at stake. And so uh, today, largely, uh, Stephen and Alyssa are going to be leading us in the first of two episodes about kids and technology. What do we do? It's everywhere. It's cool, technology. It's also scary. And uh, the stakes are kind of high in terms of how we handle technology uh, with our kids, if we're thinking about it at all. Yes, yeah, it's, it's worth to like just take off with what you were saying there about the walking this fine line between shame and conviction. I feel like a lot of our parents, and us included, us included, and even though our our kids are younger, it seems like we particularly walk the fine line with this subject, where we. I would guess many of us, many of us parents would say, my kid, my kid, my children, they have too much, they do too much of X technology and we feel guilty about it. Um, or we're, we're nervous to tell, to talk with folks about it cause we'll feel judged. Someone else will have the, the, you know, the rules that they're, that they're following better than us. And, and, and what we have rules that maybe we aren't following as much as we want to. Um, it's in some ways, it's kind of a scary thing to talk about, uh, on a podcast with like a microphone in front of my face because it's like we have our own goals as a family that we try and do that we do not always meet <laughs> and uh so there's that on the one hand but also it's a it's a subject where i sense in like the conversations i've had with folks where uh really like across like a very different people i've talked to in our church like there's a, a pretty wide understand or at least at least at least a wide suspicion of technology that like we it's everywhere, but we know that 
it may not be the best thing for us. We've observed, maybe we've observed like how it affects us. If we spend a, a you know, a, a day where we're just buried on our, on our phones too much or uh, spend a day like buried playing video games or, uh, been, been a great example that many of us experience is like, how do you feel after you watch six hours of Netflix shows? You don't feel very good. Um, and, and it's like, we, we know, we like, we, we know enough that it's like, there, there needs to be some room for, for conviction here. Um, and, but there's an, an, an added layer of like, I think fear with it and thinking about how to make decisions and how it affects our kids. Yeah. I tend to feel a lot of shame with this question just because I, have studied a lot of like the research about um what technology does especially to toddlers under the age of four to their brains um and we know just how much dopamine is released through screens and um it's just so addictive um and yeah we try to limit screens in our home but we don't really have any hard and fast rules other than like we try to limit it um we try to limit it specifically in some ways we have specific rules we do have specific rules yeah yeah i don't mind yeah i (laughs) i guess i mean with like screens in general like including cell phones and facetime and like what they're allowed to listen to with their radios and so i guess if we were to zoom out like the question of technology it kind of encompasses more than just like ipads and tvs and police scanners I saw your three-year-old walking around with a police scanner police and with a taser. So what? Yeah. You might want to rethink your... <laughs> I mean, your limits aren't my limits. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe cut back on those key specific things. Um, it's also Yeah, it's also worth sta- saying at the beginning... Sorry, am I interrupting you? It's just... No, go ahead. I... That, like, uh, we're going to, you know... In a lot of the assumptions underneath the, I think the way these episodes are going to go, we'll see how they go, but, uh, is going to be, how do we limit this thing? How do we situate this thing into like the greater life of our family, the greater goals of who we want to disciple our kids to be. But it's also worth saying like technology can be like really a relief and a help while parenting. Yeah. Yeah. And like somebody just said, amen. (laughs) Somebody Um, out there in radio land. Yeah. I heard uh, it. So it. I don't know. I had like a, there was a story. I'm not going to, maybe you should share it, Alyssa. And just like, before I go off and pontificate it all about technology, yes. I should share a family that story about like how without technology, like my family would have been a mess. Yeah. So, um, the men of our church have men's retreat once a year. It's, uh, which means it's a weekend, an annual weekend of solo parenting for the wives mm-hmm. at Liberty. Um, and every year it's like, catastrophe feels like it's right around the corner <laughs> things they always seem to go haywire well uh no Steven's no gone. sleep november yeah exactly um and for some reason i don't remember really the specifics but my anxiety levels were so high while steven was gone this past no it was two men's retreats ago this was yeah and specifically november on the Friday of 2021 yeah yeah uh the Friday of men's retreat right after he left and I had like a full day to myself with the kids. They just, it felt like the, their emotions were really high because we were out of the house and there was a lot of whining. And so I was really overstimulated just with the sound and I was trying to cook them dinner and I made a pizza to go easy on myself because why go in the next room and leave my one and two year old in the next room to go berserk 
for 30 minutes while I cook. So I made a frozen pizza, had it in the oven, and (laughs) smoke started rising out of the oven because grease had dripped onto the bottom of the oven. And I like went into high anxiety mode and felt like I was having a panic attack. Could like smell gas in the house, but Hmm. it was really just the smell of smoke. But it sent my brain into like panic mode of like the house is filling with smoke. Um, and I just like couldn't get a deep breath in. And so I was like, you know what? I was trying to keep Jeremiah away from using, um, from watching TV until he turned two. He was like one. And I put them both in front of, um, like sing along songs on YouTube and just let them watch one YouTube video after another to like, cause I was having a panic attack and I like went upstairs and calmed down and like did some deep breathing exercises and knew that the kids were safe because I took care of the smoke in the kitchen and then I called a friend from Liberty Alley and was like I am having a panic attack I don't know if there's actual danger or if I am making it up in my head so I want you to call and check on me in 45 minutes (laughs) and see if my house is burning down I can't tell if we're in an actual emergency or not and she actually was able to be like um you did this last year (laughs) 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 while the men were at men's retreat and it was the exact same thing that your brain went to like you always think your house is filling up with gas and it's just something that I don't know what happened but your brain just goes to that thing anyway the screens really helped in that situation um so so the technology so the subplot some technology heroes yes screens yes phone phone calling a friend technology villain oven yes (laughs) we need we need to get rid of oven technology floodites with on with oven we need to roll it's it's so so it's only getting better in terms of technology (laughs) sorry no that's yeah yeah that so we're all gonna break our own rules how about that one um and um and to think about what we're doing is just wisdom um so we talked a little bit about this because this is a two-parter. We talked about how to talk about it. This is this is the episode about talking about how to talk about it, or or maybe how how would we frame it? Um, the context for technology. That what what kind of families, what kind of churches um, uh, do we want to help shape? What kind of children do we want to help raise? Um, before we get into in the next episode, um, what do, what exactly do you do? Like just some concrete policies or just some some general wisdom uh, that we're going to aim for or that we're, we're learning from others that seem to be wise. This first episode, though, is step back. So how, how else would you all frame that, where we're going to yeah. go in this first episode? Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, helpful. Um, so, so, I, uh, so often with this conversation, I sense uh, there's, a, there's an urgency to it right is many of us and Alyssa and I we have two boys ages three and two uh something to put out up front like there there are a number of the pro like challenges with the question of technology that we haven't had to face yet that there are parents who are listening to this podcast have had to face more sharply than us though I will say our three-year-old has already asked for his own cell phone yeah did he really oh boy um well we'll we'll get there uh the but there, there's an urgency with this question, and I, I often sense with the urgency, we, we tend to want to go to the urgent questions, uh, which are very important and worth taking time to address. When do I get my, my when is it okay for me to get my child uh, a smartphone? What kind of smartphone should it be? How can I make sure that certain things are walled off? 
on the smartphone? Yeah. Super important questions. Uh, but we need to, it, I think it can be unhelpful to go to those. And I'm, I'm getting the, this, a lot of the, my ideas about, the, about this subject are coming from an author named Andy Crouch, uh, who wrote a book that I would highly recommend uh, called The TechWise Family. And he gives 10 rules. Yeah, he has like a summary PDF that's in like one or two pages somewhere on the internet um, that we could include in the show notes. That's outstanding. Um, but one thing, he, he doesn't get to the, the questions of like the hyper-specifics. And he, it's, it's based around 10 rules. And he doesn't get to, onto like the hyper-specifics until like rule seven or something. Okay. Because he really wants he really wanted uh, the reader to face questions bigger, like situate these these urgent questions into context of 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 even bigger, more important questions. Um, yeah. So I feel like another yeah. way of putting that is he really focuses on which we do this with um, a lot of how we talk about rules within our church. It's instead of focusing on like what are we not allowed to do. Focus on what are we doing? What are the things we want to okay. run towards rather than the things we want to limit or omit? Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so the the this is what I would this is what I would encourage everyone to do. Um, and Alyssa and John, you can do this with me right now if you want. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and, and thinking about like the the wider context around the question of technology, I would encourage you if you're maybe if you're driving on the road, maybe just take a, a like pause this podcast and think about your kids. Like imagine what they look like in your head. Let's consider their faces. Um, if you're at a place where you, you could like uh, pull out a picture of your kids, that could be even more powerful. Uh, but look at a picture of them right now and consider what, what women, what kind of woman do you want your daughter to be? What kind of man do you want your son to grow up to be? Um, how would you want to be described? How would you want to describe the kind of man that your son will become when he's 25 years old? What kind of ways do you want to describe that you hope he will be? Who's the man you hope he will become? Um, yeah, take it. Take a second and think about that. I'm not going to have actual pause time in our podcast uh, for the sake of recording, but if you have a pause button, you can hit it. Uh, and and if you're someone who wants to remember these things, maybe you can even write it down like in your notes app or something. Not but while you're driving. Not while you're driving, please. Uh, but I don't know. You you here in this room? When you consider your children, us we when we consider our two sons, John when he considers his his son and, and two daughters. How what are some answers you'd have for that question? I think I would. Um, <laughs> that's funny. This is based on the day that I just had. Um. um watchful over self and uh, the world. I guess just not asleep at the wheel. Um, um, Self-aware, God-aware, kind of aware of neighbor and surroundings. Um, Because that's something we're working on right now. (laughs) Um, That comes first. Faithful, loving, honest. Yeah, I feel like the big one we're working on right now with toddler world that feels like the most pertinent at the moment is just like being able to withstand life's challenges without crumbling. Um, Resiliency. Right now we're in a stage where if the shoe's on the wrong foot or the plate's the wrong color, the 
their world turns upside down and they burst into tears. We're working on not literally falling to the floor <laughs> over many things. Um, yeah, resilience. Um, yeah, absolutely would want them to be loving, um, full of joy, um, lasting joy, thoughtful. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I need more time for this assignment. No, the, I mean, the quick reactions are valuable <laughs> ones. I, as I, think I was looking, I just made Alyssa laugh a little bit because I showed her a picture of our, uh, a really cute picture of our oldest sitting against the wall in some, some uh, PJs that I had when I was growing up. And he has like this huge smile on his face. And um, yeah, so some of the answers as I look at that picture that I think of, it, some of these answers that they come out of, we, we talked about, about, about this a bit before we started recording, how some of the answers for each of our kids are going to be a little different because our kids are different. And we're some of the, the act of, or some of discipling our kids and becoming more like Christ is it's directing and teaching and exhorting, but it's also discovering who God has already made, who God has made them to be. And it's like some of the answers for my oldest son, who's just uh, sensitive and, and sweet. It's like, I want him to let that like to be a flower that fully blooms. I want him to be compassionate and a good listener um, and devoted and loyal. Um, uh, I also want him to be courageous. Uh, and John said honest in that one that I hadn't thought of that one. I would want my, I would want my sons to be honest. Um, yeah, I hope that this exercise is at least a little bit moving for you all as you, you can think about it. And the, the follow-up question that an Andy Crouch would answer or would ask for, for, as you consider these questions, these questions is how, like, how do we arrange our lives together as a family in order to pursue those those goals of our kids becoming more like that and of course it's not just like a one-way direct path of course there are it's a not a path where things happen and life is messy but there are we do have power over some things which we can arrange in our lives and we'll talk about the more specifics i think in the next episode how can we be arranging the things in our lives in faith trusting jesus knowing we're not perfect seeking his help uh towards achieving towards towards our kids um being conformed more to the image of Christ as they age, as they as they get older. How can we how can we arrange those things? And the thing that Andy Crouch lands at is like he the two he tries to boil down with his kids to like uh, just a few as few things as possible as possible. And he said he wants his kids to be wise and courageous. And he came to the conclusion himself where he's like men and women or kids growing up to men and women who are wise and courageous that the primary place where those things are sharpened, formed, is not, it's, it's in relationships. It's with other people. Um, and technology can some, sometimes hasten those things. It can help make it easier for connection with other people. But on the whole, technology really is on, is on the outer fringes of the picture of how do our kids become more like that. And... Um, and I think that's just uh, just really helpful background to consider. Well, and, and maybe yeah. we should just say that again. So I'm going to do a paraphrase. You tell yeah, me how, you, how close I am to the bullseye for this meeting. Do. Andy Crouch would say, 
technology actually plays a very small role in forming the people that we aspire to be and former forming the people we aspire aspire for uh, our children to become um if you look at the top say 10 uh resources settings instruments that we could use that we could avail ourselves of relationships um rhythms of life communities institutions whatever take the top 10 things you could uh make use of to cultivate uh those traits in your children technology is not going to be on that top 10 list possibly at all of any kind possibly technology is often a thing which deforms us from actually becoming those it actually does the opposite work okay and maybe that's a bit stark a bit controversial um but i i and, and we are we are going to talk about good technologies in the next episode. Yes, for we sure. Say as my living room but, is full of microphones and wires. Right. Yes, <laughs> as we say through a podcast. Yeah. Um, but this would be one for people to chew on. Um, yeah, and I, I think we're gonna we're gonna get into that in the next episode, uh, or is that this one? How has technology helped you? Was that for this episode, or is that going to kick off the next one? The, that was we maybe that could be a cliffhanger already, but we could we yeah we, we could talk about that now maybe that's where we could conclude this one and invite people between this episode and the next one um ask uh send in your feedback sure. like what are ways that in the journey of you becoming who you are or the people you admire or maybe some of you uh gray heads uh as you've seen your children grow up uh you did see technology in a key role really cultivating who they could become um, or maybe you have another story to tell maybe you can kind of uh, agree with crouch sure. that um, that wasn't in the top 10 no technology was in the top 10 of most helpful things and just to help people imagine a lot, i think a lot of where i go is i go to the church family time um i'll tell you right now one of my suspicions is just our car mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. travel has has been incredibly formative for my family it's been awesome to have a car, to get on the L, to get on a train, to get on a plane. A uh, few boats in our story as so far, but you know. Victor built a boat one time. He just told us while he was plugging in the microphone. Oh, i got to hear more of that story. Today. Yeah, Maybe we'll get on a boat with Victor sometime and, and cultivate faithful children. <laughs> 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 no, but, but seriously, that's one. That's my, that's my one. I, I don't know exactly where Crouch's yeah. head's at. But uh, the point at the same time is well taken. Like when I think about the things that are going to form me and my kids, I don't know how many other technologies are there. Uh, live events are big for us, you know, games, even the neighborhood kids playing stickball or baseball or football, uh, you know, prayer, uh, family, friends, meeting new people, playgrounds, books, church, all these things. Yeah, technology, other kinds of technology, except for maybe our car is probably not there, but I got to think about it more. Why don't you all think about yours? Think about you listeners talking to you now. Um, let, let's let this be a good place to end uh, for today. What are what, what are the technologies that have shaped you? And as you think about the good aspects of your formation and the formation of people around you who are close to you, uh, where has technology been? in bringing out that good stuff, that, that stuff that's refined us. Um, 
you know, as, uh, as St. Peter says, the stuff that, um, makes us refined like gold on our journey, uh, to face the King. So where has technology been in, in that? I really want to know that is not, um, that's not just like a fake question. I, I, I'm going to chew on it. You do the same and, and fight the shame, fight the shame, fight the shame, fight the shame. We love you. See you next time. Bye.